0: Inspiring solutions to save America, one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? All right, today we're going to talk
1: about how we can find out and how much we can find out and what it takes to get there. So, let's say in this case, I want to find out at a level of seven. Okay, so I find that level on my graph and I come horizontally to my gradient line. Where it intersects with my gradient line, I'm going to come straight down to where it intersects with my. Now, there is going to tell me how much I have to f*** around to find out what I need to find out. See, as you can see, the more you f*** around, the more you're going to find out. And also, if you stay down here and you never f*** around, you'll never find out.
0: So I hope this lesson is helpful. Thank
2: you. From sea to shining sea,
0: three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program.
3: Oh, that was outstanding. Kelly Pigeon, voice guy extraordinaire. Love the new open. That was one of the greatest videos ever. Uh, welcome to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Hour number three, as always, delighted to be with you. It's such an honor every day. Thanks for being a part of the family. This is the time of the week we always get to kind of wrap up the craziness out there and look through the lens of what's coming and how do you know what's coming if you haven't been in the government, if you don't know the players and you haven't been there? Well, we got a guy on the inside who does and has, and he's here for us today. His name is John Guandolo. He is a national security expert and I love, specialist, I should say, whatever we want to call you. John, you're awesome, and we're so happy to have you back. I want to know what you think about yesterday, about the president, about all of the, the hoop and the everything. What did you think as you watched that?
1: Well... Uh, I think it's worthwhile to say that uh, when we are experiencing what we are experiencing as a country right now, I think it's fascinating that, first of all, you know I don't like saying America's a banana republic because I think it's more specific than that, and I think it's worse than that. You have people that are hostile to liberty. Let's start with that people that are hostile to liberty running our government and running our major agencies and they are so arrogant and tyrannical that they believe they have they know how we as citizens should uh, what we should be doing and how we should respond and therefore they believe that they can keep indicting mister trump um, with these obvious stalinist nazi tactics and that eventually, you know, the people are just going to keep sitting on their hands. And what's, what's fascinating is not just that this happened. It's that in the last seven to ten days, I've spent more time uh, on social media, on the news, and going deeper and listening to what people I think are credible in the patriot-slash-conservative uh, movement, both people, former government people, and that there is a tone where people are saying now much more than i've ever heard this the american people are not going to keep tolerating this and it's time for americans to rise up mm-hmm. words to that effect it's time for americans to rise up now you could say well people have been saying that for the last few years you know get you know you get, but i'm talking these are people in very serious uh, venues saying this is we have to stop this this is tyrannical and yet you still have conservative leaders, I will call them, who are still soft-shoeing it, mm-hmm. still calling the Republicans who are behind supporting all this rhinos instead of tyrants, mm-hmm. people who are calling the Democrats liberal Dems instead of communists, mm-hmm. and people who are not understanding or not willing to say out loud that this is truly America at a breaking point. you said it. Uh, I notice uh, people like you and and the, the one or two other kind of top radio hosts of which I put you in that category who are speaking very truthfully about it. And what's interesting is those of you that are getting the top ratings are speaking truthfully. And people that are not, like CNN, are getting zero ratings because Americans are, as Ronald Reagan said, much smarter than we give them credit for. So I think what this whole thing is doing, I don't think it's accidental that every time he gets indicted, Mr. Trump's number, I mean, he's the guy's been indicted, what, four times? And he's polling at almost 60% <laughs> of I know. the dozen people. There. So this should be an indicator to Americans that um, that more Americans than you think are paying attention. So you have to remember that the information operation through the media, that's making patriots like us feel like it's it's much worse than it is. Now, I balance that with the fact is it's really bad. Mm-hmm. But what they're trying to get us to believe is there's no hope, yes. so just go along. And the new mandates are coming, mm-hmm. and so we're going to lock you down, and it's coming, and it's already starting in this country. Atlanta's already started. There's other places that are starting because they realize We've got to do anything and everything to keep these people, meaning patriots, from actually doing something that's going to continue to slow us down. And the last thing I'll say is the adversaries of liberty, the Republican establishment, the Democrat Party, their collaborators and financiers, uh, both at the World Economic Forum and everywhere else and these mm-hmm. major conglomerates. Corporate Corporations that are funding These movements um, They all know time is short They recognize that and they realize If this if it doesn't get done Now it's not. They, they fear it's not going to get done Whether it, that's true or not John
3: I agree with you look into Your lens of the future what do you See coming and what are some other Headlines that you think we've missed That project what is Coming
1: well I'll say this. I wrote an article in uh, in May, and I said, you know, the violence is coming, and it's coming as early as uh, the end of May. And what did we see? Because what we were tracking was the, this global movement. And we saw they did exactly what we were talking about, using uh, from the portion of this hostile movement, the Islamic portion, they are pushing very hard the... Uh, Islamophobia, the crushing of free speech under the guise of the Islamic law of slander. We see that in Sweden. We see violence. We see that in France, massive violence. And we've seen sparks of it here, but it hasn't uh, popped here, but we know it's going to because we're watching what they're doing in North America and in Europe. Uh, the Islamic movement, working with these same people. Working with these same people. And if you think it's accidental that Joe Biden just gave Iran, the Islamic Republic of Iran, the largest state sponsor terrorist on the planet, six freaking billion dollars that they released that was frozen money, and the timing is not accidental. So these things are happening, and I think you're going to see it become increasingly more violent. At the same time, I'm I'm watching uh, at the local and state level, citizens are far less tolerant today than mm-hmm. they were even two or three months ago. Mm-hmm. And I think people are seeing it. I'm talking to people that were adamantly um, against the type of things that you and I talk about. And now it's like, some of them, they're starting to get hit in the face with a two-by-four. And the question remains, is, is, the t- is there enough time to turn it? And I, I don't know the answer to that. And it, there are a lot of factors that mix in there, but I I don't see this happening. I don't see the tide turning without uh, patriots who want to defend liberty uh, having to get their hands dirty and that's the that to me that's the sad part because i've said on your show before you don't want it to get there Mm -mm. but these these it's like there's a withering storm of patriotism rising and our adversaries are just marching through it no matter what hits them so it, it it doesn't seem like they're going to stop on a whim and i think that would be naive to think they will
3: it was interesting. Tucker Carlson asked Donald Trump uh, the other night during uh, their sit-down, "Do you believe that this is gonna that this is gonna lead to combat, like fighting in the streets? Like, are we going to have a revolution, another civil war?" Donald Trump said he didn't know, but you can almost see that that's what that's where this is heading, and that's purposefully where they want it to head.
1: That's right. And I, I just want to say, I was thinking this week back in two thousand seven and two thousand eight and two thousand nine so i was in the fbi until the end of eight, but even while in the bureau we were sitting down and briefing people and even people that were quote conservative republicans and their staffs on the hill senators and congressmen and others and we were talking about the professional standard of knowing your enemy Understanding their modus operandi, and if you don't, this is where it's headed. If you're if you're going to say and you're going to throw your arms up and say, "Oh, come on," you know, the oath of office, you know, you're you're making a bigger deal of it than it is. It's the entire. It's a huge portion of what holds our country together. Is that individual Americans who agree to hold certain offices, whether it's a police officer, a senator, a president, a governor that they they agree to abide by the Constitution. And when they decide to throw that out, it was at that moment, 15-plus years ago, that they decided, you're going to have to fight me to make me do my job. Hmm. And that's when we actually started having those discussions, like, holy cow, these guys don't even care about their oaths of office, and they, these are the Republicans.
3: Right, right. Well,
1: I've... And so Go ahead. it was at that point that we... I, I believe because we had these discussions back then that nothing is going to, to turn this in the right direction. Uh, we, we tried very hard, and others we worked with tried very hard. But the the reality is right now is uh, I don't think it's gonna. It's not going to miraculously turn around. And you and I have talked about this. Right. Things like this don't just turn around because yeah, they don't they just turn stop through through force.
3: Right. They don't just stop. They get rooted out and they have to be dug out all the way down to the roots like the dandelion that invades your lawn. That's what has to be done. John, thank you. Hold on real tight. I'm going to get back to you here in a minute. Quickly, you guys, the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh, you know, I tell personal stories about pain because I've watched both my mom and now my dad, some 40 years later, go through degenerative disc disease and spinal stenosis. And and my dad has been advised that they don't think he needs surgery, but he's going to have to go through you some pretty intense therapy in California. I wish he was closer to me here in the land before time because I'd get him in with Dr. Richard Rafferty at the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh. And you know what? People fly here from all over the country to have this therapy. It is called intra neutrosis. Intra-disk neutrosis. It is 98% successful. Uh, it works and it allows your body, your discs, to regenerate for you to heal. And I wish he could come. Make the call, 412-906-9600. Go to the website, pittsburghdiscinstitute.com. Read the reviews. Tens of thousands. They're great people at the Disc Institute of Pittsburgh. Quick timeout, back with John Guandolo. More things on the radar to pay attention to. I love being ahead of the game. He does it next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. Let's get back out to national security expert, former federal agent, Marine, and good friend, good man, John Guandolo. You sent me something about a uh, uh, a German court that has slapped a major uh, penalty on a judge who ruled against mask mandates. It's not just Crazy Town, USA. It's apparently global.
1: That's right. And this is not just limited to Germany, but obviously... Uh, this is uh, the signs of the same, uh, you know, political left uh, fascism that uh, the political left always practices, which is uh, you have a judge uh, in a region that ruled against the mask mandates for children in schools. And he explained why, because, you know, it's obviously they don't you can't work. tell someone what to do like that, and force it on them as a government, and a higher court ruled against him, and as soon as that happened, uh, they filed charges against the judge, and he ended up getting sentenced to two years jail time, uh, and my understanding is it's probation, but the fact that a yes. judge, a sitting judge, was was indicted and charged in the German system for making a ruling based on natural rights uh, should... Again, like all of this stuff that we're seeing in France and England and um, places like Germany and Belgium and elsewhere, where freedom of speech is being brutally assaulted, and we just have another—you know—in Sweden, they're they're outlawing uh, the burning of Korans. They're they're beginning to outlaw negative speech about Islam, which is in compliance with Islamic law. Yes. Universally accepted Islamic law, yes. not natural law, and the basis for Western law and Western political philosophies. And this is just the this is just a continuation of what what uh, we've been talking about. Literally, the work that I've done uh, all the way back to two thousand two. This is this is where we are, and you're we, watching it. We're all watching it unfold.
3: We shouldn't be surprised that the that the the scales of justice would slap a judge in such an outrageous, egregious way, considering the the former president of the United States now has a mugshot and they've gone after, I'm just, just thinking, they've gone after the licenses of medical professionals, physicians, John, in this country and others who have said the truth about COVID. I mean, th- this is... It, this is a bad hellscape. It, it's just—it's like nothing I've ever seen.
1: That's right. And whether you look in the military world, uh, uh, senior enlisted and the officer corps going after people doing the right thing. Uh, I mean, I could tell you stories for an entire, you know, three-hour episode about guys in the military uh, that engaged and killed al-Qaeda guys or the, the army uh, sergeant major or master sergeant who beat up a guy who was raping a seven-year-old boy on a U.S. Army camp, and his generals told him he was in the wrong because that's just their culture. And so once we surrender like this, once we allow people, you just mentioned it, the medical community going after people. In the law enforcement community, you have police chiefs and sheriffs that are, the small number of them that are actually trying to do what's right, defend their citizens, defend their oath of office. And you've got state and federal attorney generals coming after them, charging them either criminally or civilly. I mean, this is just the nature. So I, I tell people, I had a discussion with somebody last week who's getting beaten up pretty bad. And I just said, well, it means, you know, if you're over the target, you're taking flack. And I just look at, I was just, somebody asked me to kind of write out um, the assaults on me since I've been doing this work. And when I and I haven't completed the list, but I just was going through it and thinking of others in my head. And, and you look at the whistleblowers mm-hmm. and the attacks on their family. They're not getting paid. They've been pushed out of their jobs. You look at the, That's the nature of yes. doing good. It's all retribution. Always be, yes. Be attacked.
3: When you go against darkness, John, with the light, they come at you with everything they can to extinguish it. I, I yeah. agree with you 100%. I've got 30 seconds. Uh, wrap this up for me and make me not well, want to jump off a bridge.
1: <laughs> you just you just help me wrap it up. The bottom line is, and I'm grateful many more people that have voices uh, are saying this. What we're experiencing is evil. The people behind it are complying with evil. evil. They're doing evil. They're Dark. perpetuating evil. Yes. And there's only one answer. And that is the light. And Amen. That it's truth and love. Yep.
3: I love it, John Guandolo. Have yourself a great weekend, sir. And thank you for spending some time with us again. Thank you. Pleasure. You. you. You too. That always makes me feel better. He freaks me out, right? And then he brings it back and says, but love wins. And I'm like, oh, John. Hey, we've got a good story coming up. i got a couple things I need to drop on you about cl- uh, climate change, right? Because that narrative is unraveling. And then good news and bad jokes. Come on. Don't go anywhere. It's next. So the lid, the collective lid of all of the garbage propaganda, the fake sto- the stories, the narratives, all these things at the left, and it's not really just the left. I mean, it's the whole thing, the whole complex of evil. What they're trying to force on you, on me, on our children, on our lives is certainly idiotic. It is idiotic. It is expensive. It doesn't work, and that's the point. The point is to make you broke, make you so life so inconvenient for you, that all you want to do is just tidally stay in a 15-minute city where everything that you could possibly want is within a bike ride or a bus ride of your house. That is the new vision. That is Utopic Utopia USA. Well, unfortunately, you've got actual scientists who are like, yeah, about that, that global warming thing, it's not happening. Carbon dioxide emissions, emissions are not killing the planet, period. And it's beautiful because they're getting out there and they're getting on television and they're getting play on social media and I found a couple and I had to play them for you. Just in the event that you're being you're being cajoled into the idea of an electric vehicle, do your homework. This is Australian broadcaster Alan Jones calling climate change the new religion but of course putting a knife in it and saying it's all BS. And I just wanted to leave you with some of this today. Just so you know that but you're not crazy every time you look around and see everybody else going nutty, trying to save the planet when it's just fine. Go.
0: Every ha- single thing that happens today is climate change. Kids in schools are being brainwashed, parents don't seem willing to strike back, universities fill the heads of their students with global warming rubbish. This stuff is damaging, it's dangerous, and it's everywhere. We're in a cultural war. Climate change is the new religion. None of these people, not one, can define climate change other than to talk about carbon emissions. They're not carbon emissions at all. Carbon's a chemical element. It exists in things like diamonds and graphite. Carbon is in carbon dioxide, so they mean carbon dioxide emissions. And the burning of coal releases carbon dioxide. So I might add do the bushfires. So they must mean that carbon dioxide's a problem. And the world as we know it will end if we don't do something about it, hang on. Carbon dioxide is 0.04 of a percent of the atmosphere. That is over the whole world. Human beings create only 3% of that 0.04% over the whole world. And Australia, human beings, manufacturers, cows breaking wind, bushfires, are responsible for 1.3% of the 3% of the 0.04%. Is anyone seriously suggesting that we should stand the economy on its head, force up energy prices, damage business, jeopardise employment, because 0.04% of the atmosphere is carbon dioxide and coal produces carbon dioxide? If we genuinely want to fight for the future of our kids, we're going to have to fight against this intellectual rubbish. And it appears that only a few of us are prepared to step into the ring
3: amazing how that piggybacks off of exactly what john guandolo just said there are some people who are saying these things these people tend to be in big places saying these things more people are paying attention it's not too late to wake up other media outlets other reporters or podcasters or performers do your research few of us are willing to step into the ring. Well, the vague Ramaswamy said something very interesting at the debate, and I'm sure the Uniparty was none too pleased. This is what he said.
4: Let us be honest as Republicans. I'm the only person on the stage who isn't bought and paid for. So I can say this. The climate change agenda
5: is a hoax. The climate change agenda (laughs) is a hoax.
4: And the reality is, the anti carbon agenda is the wet blanket on our economy.
3: Boo! It's almost like all the donors who are the ones who get tickets to those events were on cue. Boo! Really? I wonder why. And then finally, just to send it home for you this gentleman is an Australian geologist. And on Wide Awake Media, his name is Professor Ian Plyer. I want you to hear what he dropped in only a dry geologist way. Go.
6: Well, I posed the question a couple of times. Can you please show me that human emissions of carbon dioxide drive global warming? Because the whole of the energy policy is based on emissions. And no one has yet shown that human emissions of carbon dioxide drive global warming. And if they did, they'd also have to show that the natural emissions, and that's 97% of the total, don't drive global warming. Then I look back in time through my geological eyes and look at times in the past when we had very high carbon dioxide contents of the atmosphere, up to hundreds of times higher than now, and we see that we didn't have runaway global warming. Of course, we had climate change. It's quite natural. It happens all the time. But what we did have is six major ice ages. And there is no correlation over geological time between carbon dioxide in the atmosphere and temperature. In fact, it is the past that shows us that carbon dioxide does not drive global warming. So I argue in this book that we have a fundamental fallacy And that's emissions, that emissions do not drive global warming.
3: Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy your gas guzzling truck or SUV all weekend long without guilt. The same way Donald Trump has no guilt in that mugshot, no embarrassment, no slap to his pride. Own it, be it, love it, because we're winning. You know what time it is, guys, right? I need some good. Very sweet story we got to share with you now involves a grandson, a father and a grandfather involves a golf course, if I'm not mistaken. And it involves a quick thinking, life saving move that I think will leave you better than it found you. Go.
5: The grandfather is now recovering here in the hospital. He says he knows he would not be alive today if his grandson would not have jumped into action.
6: He's a good golfer. He's good at every sport.
5: 81-year-old Jose Austin is an avid golfer. In his younger years, he played professional soccer for Mexico and was in the 1964, 1968, and 1972 Olympics. He was playing golf July 24th with his son, Tony, and grandson, Jason, when he suddenly collapsed.
0: My grandpa had a great shot onto the green and we thought he was celebrating, said our name, we turned over, he collapsed. Unfortunately, it started turning purple. Checked for a pulse, checked for his breathing, nothing.
5: Jose had gone into cardiac arrest. Grandson Jason jumped into action. He had learned CPR while training to be a lifeguard at Alpharetta City Pool.
0: Immediately I knew what to do, told my dad. I was like, hey, I need you on breaths. I'll do like the actual CPR.
5: Tony did not know CPR, but did what his son told him to do until paramedics arrived.
2: incredibly proud. If if he wasn't there, my dad wouldn't be here.
5: That's tough. Jose is about to be released from the hospital and looks forward to getting back on the golf course.
2: He looks like a professional
0: doctors.
5: It changed my life. And Jason is encouraging everyone to learn CPR.
0: If you learn it, worst case scenario is that you don't have to use it. I mean, you could save countless lives. Who knows? I was not expecting to save my grandpa.
5: After seeing firsthand how CPR can save a life, Jason's mom and dad are both vowing to get certified and are encouraging others to do so as well.
3: Oh, that's a great story. I love that story. It's so important. So important. And you picked up a second one, too. This is the second story? I did find
2: a second one. All right. you might be glassy-eyed. Ah! Just shows that doing something so simple can mean so much. Let's go.
4: There was not a dry eye in the room as Denise Walters opened up about the moment a Chesterfield employee made her day after losing her husband she was married to for 41 years.
3: I was going to Subway, and I mean, God just said go to Burger King.
4: And so on June 1st, Calvin Gaudette went to Burger King on Iron Bridge Road. As the utility worker placed his order at the drive-thru, another car pulled up behind him.
3: When I saw her, she looked like she was a upset.
4: Gaudet quickly decided to pay for the woman's meal.
3: A small gesture would, would go a long way.
4: Compassion to a total stranger, who turned out to be Denise Walters. Those few days leading up to June the 1st were probably the hardest days of my life. Little did Gaudette know how much his small gesture would mean, for Walters was grieving. She had just lost her husband only days before. It just touched my heart so that someone would take the time to do something like that for me. You know, some people just think, oh, it's such a small gesture, but it's not. Just, it, it made me feel like there was a light at the end of the tunnel. With help from the phone number on Gaudette's truck, Walters went to work trying to track down her good Samaritan. I was a woman on a mission. I was going to make sure that this man was recognized. A search that would lead her to Calvin. Those two strangers now meeting for the first time. Being able to put a face with this name that I've heard and and get a hug from him, it was just unbelievable.
6: You can't change the world, but you can
3: change the situation. And I was just happy that I'm in a, I was in a position where I could change the
6: situation, make her feel good for you know it takes some of the pressure off. Of. Yeah,
5: standing
4: Calvin's good deed also recognized during a Chesterfield supervisor's meeting. Keep living your good life, Calvin. You are a true blessing. Denise gave Calvin two Burger King gift cards to pay it forward, but Calvin also had another act of generosity up his sleeve, an envelope of money for Denise to buy flowers for her husband's gravesite it just sums up exactly how i feel like he is he's just got a heart of gold
3: oh my gosh are you kidding me for real you know and here's the thing about good news these things happen all over the place every day every community and you don't need to get called out for it and i'm sure calvin was like i really don't need this this is kind of embarrassing I bought her a sandwich right I cared about her because I saw that she was struggling the story that these people of darkness want to put on us that we hate each other because we don't look alike because we don't think alike because we don't vote alike is so ridiculous and it's so rejectable and so we should I want to tell you quickly about Genucell. Those dark spots on your face, your neck, your hands—liver spots, we call them. Ugh, so gross! You want to get rid of them? Well, my friends at Genucell have told me about something that they're offering to the Wendy Bell Radio family for up to seventy-five. It's seventy percent off the retail price. It's called Genucell's Dark Spot Corrector Three Step. Three-minute dark spot luxury system. You're going to get a a world-famous microderm abrasion called Crystals. Then you're going to get GenuCell's dark spot corrector, and you're going to follow it up with the collagen-building GenuCell XV. Then on top of that, they're going to give you the lotion for under-eye bags and puffiness. What? This is the package for August. And they're giving it to you for 70% off. I think it sounds phenomenal. By the way, if dark spots on your face or your skin don't disappear in three minutes, send it back. All shipping, all of it. 100% money back guarantee. What do you have to lose? Right now, go to GenuCell.com forward slash Wendy. GenuCell.com forward slash Wendy. I love the products these make, these folks make. Do not go anywhere. Bad Joke Friday. What'd you send us next? Next. been a great week you guys and uh we would be remiss of course if we didn't wrap it up in our favorite way it is the same thing every friday at this time if you're new to the program congratulations because it is time for
2: ladies and gentlemen i just flew in from new york and boy my arm's (laughs) tired
4: (laughs) i'm joking of course
2: (laughs) anywho (laughs) welcome to the comedy club won't you give it up to Wendy and Rock for Bad Joke Friday?
3: <laughs> Dr. Richard Rafferty always sends the first joke. Three women die together in an accident, and they go to heaven. When they get there, Saint Peter says, "We only have one rule here in heaven: don't step on the ducks." So they enter heaven. And, and sure enough, there are ducks all over the place, right? It's almost impossible not to step on a duck. And although they try their best to avoid them, the first woman accidentally steps on one. Well, along comes St. Peter with the ugliest man she ever saw. St. Peter chained them together and says, Your punishment for stepping on a duck is to spend eternity chained to this ugly man. Ouch. The second day, the second woman steps accidentally on a duck. Along came Saint Peter, who doesn't miss a thing with him, is another extremely ugly man. Chains him together with the same admonishment as for the first. The third woman, of course, has observed all this. And not wanting to be chained for all eternity to an ugly man, is very, very careful where she steps, and she manages to go months without stepping on any ducks. But one day, Saint Peter comes up to her with the most handsome man she has ever laid eyes on. Very tall, long eyelashes. I don't know why long eyelashes matter, but okay. St. Peter chains them together without saying a word. And the happy woman says, I wonder what I did to deserve being chained to you for all of eternity. The guy says, I don't know about you, but I stepped on a duck.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's funny. Aww. What was Forrest Gump's password? I don't know. One Forrest One. Oh,
3: God. I so knew that one. Then well, why did you say anything? I didn't ruler. remember it. Oh. Why? What did the snakes do after their fight? They
2: hissed and made up. Jeez. Oh, why can't you hear a pterodactyl go
3: to the bathroom? Oh, because the pee is silent. Yes! My girlfriend poked me in both of my eyes. I stopped seeing her. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what did the Dalmatian say after dinner? Oh, what? That hit the spot.
3: Why do seagulls fly over the sea? Because if they flew over the bay, they'd be
2: bagels. bagels. Adam Schiff walks into a bar, asks the bartender, (laughs) what's your most popular drink? Bartender replies, a Russian collusion. Adam Schiff responds, I'll have one of those. The bartender then gives him an empty glass and says, enjoy.
3: Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. Uh, Someone glued my deck of cards together. I don't know how to deal with it.
2: (laughs) I googled how to light a cigar. (laughs) I got 70 million matches.
3: Oh, gosh. What do cats eat when it's hot? Mice cream. Oh, jeez. That's so dumb. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, oh
2: boy, I'm going to say about this one. Okay. Did you hear Monica Lewinsky stop smoking cigars? (sighs) Now she's just bumming cigarettes. That could be the
3: best. Okay, where do uh, bad rainbows go? Prism. Prism. It's a light sentence and it gives them time to reflect.
2: What do you put on a pig that has a rash? Hmm. Oinkment.
3: I recently (laughs) attended a magic show in Mexico. The magician said uno, dos, and then vanished without a trace.
2: (laughs) 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 I just watched a video of a drill. It was a bit boring.
3: What do you get when you place a brunette between two blondes? An interpreter. Oh.
2: I accidentally handed my wife a glue stick instead of her chapstick. Oh. She's still not talking to me.
3: Child <laughs> comes home from her first day of school. Father asks, well, what did you learn today? Daughter replies, apparently not enough. They want me to come back tomorrow.
2: <laughs> That's how I <laughs> feel about it. Did you hear about the optician?
3: The who? Uh, the what optician optician no Who i fell
2: didn't. into his lens grinder no turns out that he made a spectacle of himself
3: mary poppins moved to california started a business telling people's fortunes but she didn't read palms or tea leaves she smelled a person's breath a sign outside read super california mystic expert halitosis
2: oh wow
3: someone had to really work on that yes, that was they impressive did. That's,
2: that's commitment
3: two boys were attending a wedding when one asked the other how many wives can a man have the other Too boy many. answered, 16, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer. That was cute. I'm almost done. Are you out? I'm out. I got hired as a security guard, and my boss told me that it was my job to watch The Office. I'm on season eight, and I still can't figure out exactly <laughs> what that has to do with security. What kind of exercises do lazy people do? Diddly squats. <laughs> that's,
2: I, that's what I do. And
3: my last one, the early bird might get the worm, but the second mouse gets the cheese. Oh, ew. Ladies and gentlemen, loved having you. If you enjoyed what you saw, make sure you follow us on the Wendy Bell Radio Podcast. Download us and get the app. Have a great weekend. Peace.